It's time for CE Sports with your host, Christian Esparza. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Christian Esparza and Parker Haney back for another podcast. Uh, before we get started today, let's give a quick shout out to uh, SUU alumnus Jake Vincent. Uh, Parker, tell yes, us a sir. little bit about this. Yeah, Jake Vincent um, was on SU's golf team here, men's golf team, and was pretty unbelievable. Won multiple awards in the Big Sky. Um, went to Q School, which is qualifying school um, for the Canadian Tour, and in the event last week, won the event. He will now have a full time tour card on the Canadian Tour, and that is one of the easiest ways to officially get onto the PGA tour. So you play in the Canadian tour, um, hopefully do well, you know, just perform in tournaments and then you, you can end up having a look at, at getting a PGA tour card, which is just pretty unbelievable. Um, it's, it's a really impressive win, especially for, you know, somebody from that, that played at SU. It's, it's pretty awesome stuff. So yeah, Jake Vincent, um, pretty dope. You know, I love seeing T-Birds have success in, Oh yeah in their sport and uh yeah it's gonna be awesome pay attention to him man you you never know he might make it on the pga tour you remember what score he finished with Uh, i think he finished at nine under that's so crazy and yeah i think the guy right behind him was eight under so he yeah it's a three-day event he went in and shot the first two days shot 67 and then a 64 wow jumped out to like an eight shot lead um, and then the last day kind of struggled a little bit, but fortunately had enough of a lead to, to hang on to the win. But still won the thing. Yeah, that's so cool. So, I mean, yeah, definitely pay attention. Jake Vincent here, um, he won, like you said, some some golfing awards in the Big Sky Conference yep. for SUU. Uh, he's one of the best golfers this school has ever had. So it's so, so amazing to see Thunderbirds having success. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's essentially right. It, the Canadian Tour is is obviously the highest tour that you can get on in Canada. Right. It's still obviously a step below, you know, the PGA Tour and and what they have here in the United States. But it's one of the easiest routes to get onto the PGA Tour. It's essentially a minor league team, um, which is you know just impressive. It's it's really dope, and you know, hopefully he'll have some success and maybe get a PGA Tour card. Yeah, definitely. So for today, uh, the rest of the episode, what Parker and I are going to be doing is a little bit of a mock draft Monday. We're only going to do 15 picks, just the first 15, um, just because, I mean, after pick 15, I mean, it's so hard to pick any in the top 15, but in, especially once you get into that back half of the first round, it's basically useless trying to predict what's going to happen. So, uh, Parker, let's pull up. Let's both do it on the same one. We're just going to alternate picks. Let's do the Pro Football Focus Simulator. That's the one. Uh, I don't know why. I just like that one a lot. And you and I are just going to alternate our picks. We're going to go back and forth. I will go first. I'll be the odd number teams, and you will be the even number teams. Sounds good. We'll do 16. Evenly split, uh, you know, 16 out of 32. So I guess we'll just go ahead and get started. First pick, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. And we are not going to do any trades, by the way. So, uh, yeah, just straight-up picks. 
first pick on the clock, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, this one's tough. They could definitely go offensive line. They could go defensive line. I think the Jaguars are going to go edge. I don't think they should. Um, they've got some pretty good defensive pieces. I think, I think they need some dudes on that offensive line to protect Trevor Lawrence, but I think they're going to go edge. So then the question becomes Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau. And I personally like Thibodeau better, but I'm going to go Hutch just because I think that's kind of the, the consensus there. I think word on the street is uh, Thibodeau's kind of falling. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's plausible. You know, you hear all the he's not committed to football and all that. I don't think any of that. It's some true. pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, it 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 really is. For it's somebody just who's a stud at Oregon. I mean, he was it's just weird that people are. And I guess I don't know. It's not anything new. We've seen it time and time again. It's just weird how much people are caring about what he's doing off the field. Yeah. Look at what he did performance-wise. But, again, I know it's hard, right, yeah. because as, as a GM, what's going to set you apart is is taking the player like a Giannis type that's going to completely change your franchise, right, like an Aaron Donald type that's going to change your franchise with the way that he works, right, the way that he has a will to win. And if you don't see that in Kayvon Thibodeau, then it can be hard. But, like, the dude is a freak, yeah. you know. He's so good. But, I mean, all credit to Hutch, too. I believe, was he a Heisman finalist? I believe he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's a stud in his Which, own I mean, yeah, he, he had, he had his college football all. playoff championship when they played Ohio State, yeah. and he was unbelievable. Right. You know, Georgia, it was very game. obvious that Georgia could go in and say, Aiden Hutchinson is a game wrecker. Let's right. not let him wreck the game, right? I mean, Georgia wasn't that good of a team. All you had to do was kind of slow down Aiden, and their defense was kind of whatever. Um, and then, obviously, Georgia's defense and Michigan's run game, it just didn't pan out, but – Going into that game, all Georgia had to say was, let's not let Aiden Hutchinson win this game for them. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's not fair to say that he doesn't, didn't perform on a big stage because Georgia just had more talent, you know. I, I do think that Aiden Hutchinson has the ability to be that type of player, right, that just always has that will to win, can absolutely be a game wrecker, right? He can come in and be a Khalil Mack. He can be a one of the Bosa brothers, right? Like right. he can come in and make an immediate impact, because he's good enough. He's fast. He's he's tough, and and he's gonna work hard, right? He's gonna give you 100 percent all the time. So. Yeah, and I think with most of the top edge rushers in this draft, that's what's kind of nice. I mean, they're all studs. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You really can't go wrong with this pick if you're just. Dude, dude, there's like 15 defensive players that oh, yeah. are gonna be studs. So you're up next, pick two, Detroit, with pick number two. I. <laughs> I feel like I want to go defense again. Yeah. Just because there's a lot of dudes. There's a lot of dudes, and I just don't know if you can take a wide receiver this high. Right. It's hard, though. But it's a deep wide receiver class, and I think that, that they're going to have other they opportunities. They could definitely find somebody because they have the 32nd pick, the Rams yeah, pick. Yeah. That would be a better receiver pick. Right. Yeah, so last year they took Penesul with the seventh overall pick yep. and uh, left tackle, well, I guess just tackle out of Oregon. Man, do we see back-to-back edge rushers? I kind of like Kyle Hamilton, mm. safety out of Notre Dame. Okay. I think he's a freaking stud. Yeah. And I like 
I'm, I'm going to be straight up with all the listeners. I haven't, I'm not fully locked into the NFL draft yet. Um, I did, I do watch a ton of college football. So I, you know, I've seen a lot of games, but Hamilton's I'm, great. I'm not fully locked in, but I, I saw a clip of, of Hamilton the other day and it was like, if this dude doesn't go in the top five, like people are, people are wrong. And he, yeah. he's just unbelievable, dude. You know, you can I, – I don't even remember what he ran in the 40 at the combine. Slow. Yeah, I remember or, it. it yeah, four fives. yeah, I remember it not being impressive, and people were kind of like, well, what's going on here? When you watch him on the field, his closing yeah. speed, the getting from one good. side of the field to the other, that's his closing good. speed is unbelievable, and that's what you need in the safety, right? Like, I, he's, he's really impressive to me. He's the type of dude, you put him up in a high, you know, cover one safety, and he literally has the whole – yeah, I mean, deep field, yeah. sideline to sideline, lockdown. Yeah, um, and I mean it's hard too. It's different, right? Because yeah. in, in the NFL, the receivers are just faster, right? right? Quarterbacks are more accurate. But like, you can't teach what he had, which was just he game sense. sense. Yeah, he impacted the game so much on that Notre Dame defense. I like him a lot. My only worry is that, I mean, you think of the last few drafts of these so-called defensive chess pieces because they don't really fit into one specific position. How often do they work out and how often do they not? I'm just kind of thinking of Isaiah Simmons. I know it's a little bit different. He was more of a, a DB turned linebacker yeah, yeah. Um, once he got to the NFL, but it just seems like the, the Cardinals, you know, took a chance on him pretty high and he hasn't lived up to those expectations. That's my only worry. With Which is funny because guys. he's, I mean, he's been good, right? Yeah, like, he's been, he's been okay, but. He just hasn't been, you know, top 10 pick. Right. Probably not where they took him. Yeah. But, I mean, same with Kyle Hamilton. I was going to pick him later with the Giants. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love Hamilton. Uh, next up is Houston Texans at number three. And this one's funny. Um, when you go on in the mock draft simulator, they have needs for every team. You go to the Texans and under needs, it literally says every position. Uh, you can't go wrong here. So when I'm thinking of a team starting from scratch, you you think of the most important positions. Offensively, I'd say quarterback, obviously, a tackle, either left or right, and then a wide receiver. Uh, the Texans are reportedly building around Davis Mills. Laramie Tunsil has been a solid tackle, yeah. really good at times. And then Brandon Cooks is a good receiver. And they just locked him locked up. Locked him up, too. So then I go defensively, and it's corner and edge. If you have a good edge rusher, it makes your corner's life a lot easier. Sometimes if you have a good corner, it makes it easier on your edges. But I think it's it's better to go the other way around. So I'm going to go edge here. I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, pick three to Houston. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as we've seen more and more, with the way that the game is is going towards an air raid and a passing attack, yeah, having a guy that can get to the quarterback is is just huge. Just having, and it changes your entire defense, yeah, right? Having that guy off the edge who can be the heart and soul and the motor of your team. I mean, you can be a great shutdown corner. Like, look, I think of Jalen Ramsey when he was on the Jacks. You know, he was yeah. still one of the top corners in the league, but that defense was still bad. You can have like. Your whole defense can be transformed because of one edge rusher because they're just more impactful on a play-to-play basis. You just look back at, at 
I guess, I don't know, that's not a great example, but it just feels like all of the top teams have a really solid edge rusher. Oh, yeah. Right, and you think, like, I mean, Aaron Donald is obviously an anomaly. You're never going to find a defensive tackle like him again. He's maybe the greatest defensive player to ever play the game. So I don't know if that counts, but what put him over the edge is pairing him with Von Miller, right? A great edge rusher. You know, if if he can get to the quarterback and cause him to be uncomfortable, it helps your defense so much. The quarterback's yeah. uncomfortable, gives your DBs a little more time to kind of figure things out. Right. You, you you know, you require a double team, gives your defensive line a little more confidence, right? They're going one-on-one battles instead of, you know, sometimes getting doubled. It just – it can change the entire dynamic of your defense when you have a guy who can who can be a game wrecker like that. Yeah, I love it. Uh, next up, pick four, New York Jets. Uh, they have multiple first-round picks. This is interesting. One of multiple teams that have multiple first-round picks. The New York Jets. They could go offensive line. Ikem Okwanu. Icky. The, the NC State. Is that where you're going? I think so. I like Icky. I guess. I mean, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying that because he's the top offensive lineman right here. <laughs> he's good, man. He's good. Is that? Oh right? no, there's Evan Neal right here. Yeah. Gosh, dude, I like. I like having Bama dudes on my team, especially Bama offensive linemen. Let's go, Evan Neal. Evan Neal. Great. Yeah, Evan Neal to the Jets. I I think that he's big, dude. And I kind of like the the little bit of swagger that the Jets had closing out the year. Yeah. They kind of were. A little frisky for some reason, kind of in some games. You know, they had a good running back core. They had some wide receivers that were making plays. And Zach Wilson, you can kind of say he settled in, you yeah. know, a I little mean, bit down the stretch. You could tell he was definitely more comfortable later in the season than he was early on. Yeah, I don't think he was a bad quarterback. In the beginning of the year, he was a bad quarterback. Yeah. By the end of the year, he was. He definitely. He wasn't the reason they were losing games. Right. He showed why he was the number two pick. Yeah. He's. You know, surround that dude with some some linemen. Give He's, him a little bit of time. Elijah Moore looked like a great receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they got and a uh, the the one that they just extended, Barrios. Yeah, yeah, Barrios. Yeah, no, I like Evan Neal, dude. He's huge. Uh, he's a mauler. He gets after it. So yeah, they got they got Evan Neal here, three thirty seven. Good boy. So uh, that brings us next. The other New York team, New York Giants, pick five. And I'm going to go icky here. Uh, they need an offensive lineman as well. So we're going to go tackle back-to-back, four and five. Not much else we can say about icky that we didn't say about Evan Neal. I think you can't really go wrong with either of them. Similar to the edge rushers, I think these top tackles profile pretty similarly. Um, they offer a lot of upside in their building blocks, and that's what's most important. For these young teams that they're trying to find their footing on offense, um, yeah, the the Giants pick at five and seven, so we might see them trade. I don't know what's actually going to happen, but no trades here. So I think they're going to go tackle at five. Yeah, I like it. Panthers with the six pick. I think you just gamble on Malik Willis. Just do it. Ooh. You have a really solid defense who can keep you in games. You just need a guy that – Cannot completely screw it up, I guess. I don't know. It's tough, right? Like, do you want to take a project in the first round with the sixth overall pick? Maybe not. Yeah. But, man, he seems like a guy that could 
really change a franchise. Yeah, if he works out. If he works out. And <laughs> a franchise changing guy. I, I, yeah. I guess I'm always just of the belief that, like, just do it. You have the six pick for a reason. You weren't good. <laughs> and you haven't been good yeah. for a while. Try and swing on somebody that's going to make you good. And that's right? kind of the, the, the direction that I'm leaning towards, like, say you don't take Malik Willis. How much of an impact is whatever other position that you take, you know? Right. Like, how much is that going to transform your team? It's not like they're going to be a bad team next – I mean, a good team next year. If right. they take somebody else besides Malik Willis, they're still going to need a quarterback. Yeah, you're missing a quarterback. Yeah. So, you have to do something. So, and unless they're planning on grabbing one of the quarterbacks that's out there. Right. Then – And you know what? If you take Malik Willis and he's not what you thought he was going to be, then you're bad again next year. Then go get Bryce Young and you're fine. Yep. It sucks. You still have a high That's pick. what the Cardinals did. Yeah. The Cardinals took Josh Allen. Then the year Josh after Rosen. they, yeah, Josh Rosen, my bad. Then the year after they took Kyler Murray and it's worked out. out. You got I guess it. for the most part. For the most part, you got to do a lot of playoff success. Yeah. So that brings us right back to the New York Giants, and this is where I was going to take. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, but instead, don't. We're gonna go Trayvon Walker here, okay. Edge from Georgia. I like him. Um, he's a little bit more of a, you know, Malik Willis is. You're betting on his upside with his tools at the quarterback position. That's kind of how Trayvon Walker is, um, as far as the production that he showed in college isn't necessarily worthy of maybe a top ten pick but he definitely has all the traits and stuff that you'd want to see. And on top of that, he comes from this stacked Georgia defense, which, I mean, they were they were a monster. <laughs> no way yeah. they make any noise without. Was his success due to because Jordan Davis was so good and so big? I don't think so because Jordan Davis didn't play – his snap count wasn't that high, you know? I right. think he only played like half the snaps. Yeah. Um, I Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And, you know, maybe, like I said, he's not a surefire pick. Nobody's a surefire pick, but, you know, maybe his skill set doesn't end up being what they thought it was going to be. But the upside is definitely there, and I think it's an upside that you want to gamble on, especially if you're New York. Same thing that we are talking about, like I said, Malik Willis. You just you got to take the gamble right there. Because his upside is so high, um, I, th I think that could work out really, really well for them in New York. Eighth pick. Falcons? Atlanta. Atlanta. Let's go with Derek Stingley. Mm. Ah, dude. Who, who's their backup quarterback? Dude, they don't have a quarterback right now? No. I don't know who their backup is. I just know it's Marcus Mariota is who they brought in. I don't know, dude. I think they kind of are willing to take a year with Marcus Mariota and see how it works out. I, th I like Derek Stingley. Yeah. I like Stingley, too. And, I mean, A.J. Terrell, or Terrell, I'm not sure exactly how you say it, but he was a stud last year. He was one of the highest-rated corners in the league. And so taking Stingley, that's always good if you don't, you know, you don't want to pressure this guy saying, okay, we expect you to come in and be our number one corner right away. Yeah. But you do need two very good corners. I think that's great. I love it. I like it. Derek Stingley. Stingley has a little bit of uh, injury concern and some tape concern. 
Uh, there were some times when he was really, really good and times when he wasn't. But Yeah, but you look back to that 2019 yeah, season, he was, was unbelievable. Say, in 2019, he was one of the best corners in college football. Which was, yeah, for you know, those of you who don't know, that's the championship season with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, yeah. an unbelievable team, and Derek Stanley played. And that, like, I don't know. Maybe that's a knock on his on his character of like, yeah, we didn't have a chance well, the last two years. Twenty twenty, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I like Derek Stanley. I think he's the best corner in the draft. Mm. In this draft, yeah, Stingley. Yeah. Oh, why didn't you take somebody else in? <laughs> because um, you're saving him for the Vikings. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> Obviously, okay. So mm. you're cheating. Uh, yeah, I definitely am. <laughs> that, okay, so that leads us to Seattle at number nine. Uh, this is their pick from Denver in the trade with Russell Wilson. So if you're Seattle, it's kind of a similar situation to Atlanta. You know, you have this newly acquired quarterback in Drew Locke, and it's like you're already going to be bad next year. You know that. Are you willing to just see how good Drew Locke is or – you're sitting right here at nine. There's a couple guys. Do you want to take on sh- a shot on one of them? Um, same thing. It's kind of like, what would I do or what do I think the Seahawks will do? I would honestly ride out with Drew Locke, and if he's bad, then that's cool. I'll go get a quarterback next year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they take – I kind of – I think I'm going to go Kenny Pickett here. Mm. Yeah. I think – as far as uh, what Pete Carroll wants to do as a coach, I think Kenny Pickett fits that. Kind of being the Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater type quarterback who just let the come run in game. and just don't yeah. don't lose us the game. Come in, let the run game take care of itself. Uh, you got DK Metcalf, you know, yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go Kenny Pickett here out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like that pick. The Jets. I'm gonna go Jordan Davis here, Whoa. because I think that right their their kind of their thing was, you know their thing, I guess Jordan Davis's knock sorry was that what you were saying, do you take a top ten pick on a guy that can only play fifty percent of snaps right, and that's I mean that's a hard question it really is but I also think that with the NFL training and the resources that he will have at his fingertips, I think that he can play at a lower weight. And I think that he can stay on the field for more snaps. Yeah. Because at Georgia, I mean, he got big. Yeah. And he got – I think he, I think I saw somewhere that he lost like 35 to 40 pounds before the combine. Right, so when he came two, to the he combine – like a 4.7 40-yard dash. Unbelievable. We've never seen a freak like him. Yeah. Like I guess I shouldn't say that, but it's crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Just everything that he does athletically is unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. Um, it, an athletic freak, and you can, and that's not just combine stuff. That's stuff that you see when you watch the games too. Like he looks like, bigger than everybody else out there. It looks like if you put you know a senior in high school who's hitting his physical peak, and you put him in a middle school game. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, Dude is massive. I love him. Um. I, I think that you can get his snap count up. Yeah. If you can get him to stay at a lighter weight. Work on that condition. Which will be hard. But when he's in there, dude, I mean he's he's an absolute force. He's an absolute tank. You're not gonna find a guy that can blow up a center and a guard 
and chase down a running back on a sweep. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just not going to find that type of player. That's Aaron Donald, right? And obviously, as far as size goes, they're completely different type of players. But, like, he proved that he has that lateral quickness and that burst, and obviously you're just not moving him. He's 6'9", 370 pounds. That brings us to pick number 11. This is the Washington Commanders. Just traded for Carson Wentz. But I don't think that's going to kind of dissuade them from going after a quarterback at all. Um, I don't know. I just I love Carson. You love Carson. We've talked about it. I do like Carson. But I just, I don't know, man. Like, how many times can you get well, there in a year? In the draft? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so like you might as well as just take a weapon. I know, but this is what uh, what the team would do, not what I would do. <laughs> okay. And al- But also, like. Why trade then if you're not even going to play? Carson wins. Yeah. That is true. That oh, That's a good point. I think they play him, but. I think they play him, too. I just. I guess I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't How know if they play him. They definitely get, don't take a quarterback here, though. How many times can you get traded in a, you know three years before you ruin yeah but i don't know if he should have been traded from indianapolis right but he was that doesn't change that Yeah, i guess that's true so okay you talked me out of quarterback then so then they have a good line well they have good tackles i guess maybe they'll go is it too high for linderbaum i like linderbaum dude i really do i've seen some videos of him like pulling around and just flattening dudes. Killing dudes? Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, but oh, they could also go defense, too. I don't know. It's I hard think to they say. go wide receiver. You said their line was decent. Their line is decent. This is a tough one. Okay, let's go receiver then. Let's go. Do it. I'm going to go Jamison Williams. I like he's my probably my favorite receiver in the draft. I think – He's a stud. He is so, so fast. Yeah, I mean, the the obvious thing is what's he going to look like coming out of injury. Right. That's all there is to it. That's true. Without this injury, he's undoubtedly the number one pick. Right. So it's just how is he going to look coming receiver, out of injury? Yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. But the number yeah, one receiver. Coming out of injury, I mean, injuries, schminjuries, you know. <laughs> yeah. Jalen Waddle <laughs> looks great. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. He got injured. Amazing. So Jamison Williams, obviously, what was it? An ACL, right? I think it was, yeah. Championship. It was some it was something knee. Yeah. Uh they already have Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. I think they're gonna be using Curtis Samuel in kind of an all over role. Um, more of a McCaffrey type role. They get him where'd they get him from? Carolina. He was hurt all last oh, year. Yeah. He was on the team. He was just hurt most of the year. But uh yeah, it never hurts to have too many weapons. So let's go Jamison Williams here. Number twelve. Who is it? The Minnesota Vikings. Oh, you're going to take Trent McDuffie, aren't you? <laughs> I'm taking Sauce Gardner, my boy. Chauncey Sauce Gardner. Ahmed Gardner. Yeah. Ahmed Sauce Gardner. What is Chauncey? From Cincinnati, Illinois. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sauce Gardner has not given up a touchdown. He hasn't given up a touchdown. Listen to what you just said. And he's got the coolest name ever. He Listen to what you just said to me. He hasn't given up a touchdown, Christian. In his collegiate career. has not In his collegiate career, has never given up a touchdown playing with the Cincinnati Bearcats. And you know what I love about that? What he said just a couple weeks ago, he said, 
I don't, I don't plan on. I don't plan on, on giving up one in the NFL, my boy. I like it. Uh, I, I, if he falls to twelve, I will. And we don't take him, I'll lose my mind. Yeah, Vikings have a huge need at corner. They just signed uh, Patrick Peterson, but they resigned him. But I think that'd be great, dude. Right. Get yeah. P two to to iron out all the wrinkles and Sauce Gardner. Come on. Yeah, I like it. I like Sauce. <sighs> Good pick. Gosh, it'd be scary. That brings us back to the Houston Texans. And uh, you know what we're going to do here? Earlier, I forgot they have the 13th pick. This is from the Browns in the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, We took edge at number three. Let's go to the next most important position on defense. We're going to go corner. The question is, though, do you go Andrew Booth from Clemson? Clemson, excuse me, or Trent McDuffie from Washington? Um, I don't know. What do you think, Parker? I think I'm going to go McDuffie. I don't know. He's rated higher, but do you just take – there's always a surprise in the draft. Let's go Andrew Booth. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a reach. I'm out of that. Booth to the Texans at 13. Pair him with Thibodeau at number three, and you got yourself – I mean, that's a defensive duo to build around for years. Yeah, I like that. Baltimore Ravens, 14. Before you make this pick, I will say, if the Ravens nail this pick, they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. And it's important to not forget how good this team is. They were they just happened to be one of the most injured teams in NFL history last year. Literally in the history of the game. We've never seen anything like it. They had two, the impo- two important players, two starters. Their top two corners, their top two running backs, uh, their line, their left tackle that they've built their entire line around, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Literally, their two best players didn't get hurt, and that was it. Lamar Jackson, I mean, I eventually got hurt. Right. And then Mark Andrews. Right. They were healthy for the most part. Everybody else below him, from three to eight, was hurt. Yeah. As far as talent on their roster. It so was insane. If they come in and they nail this first round pick, not only are they going to win the AFC North and punch their ticket to the playoffs, they are going to be in contention for the Super Bowl. Tyler Linderbaum. Really? <laughs> I do like it, dude. He's he's a beast. I I'm struggling to decide... <laughs> I guess I just keep going back to that meme in my head of do the Lions take Panay Sewell or Jamar Chase? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that they could benefit from another weapon, 100%. Yeah. I, and I, that's coming from somebody who really likes Hollywood Brown. Yeah. I think that he has dropped a lot of balls. But I also think he's caught a lot of balls that he shouldn't have. But I th- – gosh, it's so hard. If you take a Chris Olave right here – it could be really special, yeah. especially with how good Mark Andrews is. Like, right. Mark Andrews is is one wide receiver away from being the best tight end in the league, right? And he's already pretty close to being That's there the thing. because Travis like, Kelsey doesn't really count, right? But even if even counting Travis Kelsey as a tight end, Mark Andrews is unbelievable. He's really freaking good in the sense that, like. You know, he never drops anything. He never drops anything. You look at what a tight end is supposed to be, and it's a safety valve. You know, it's all your other reads aren't there. You know your tight end has some 
solid, sure hands. And right, and that's what I'm saying because he's, he's had he's had to play the as the league. number he's had to play as the number one target. Yeah, right. So if you if you got a Chris Olave, just somebody who is slightly more consistent than Hollywood Brown. Yeah. So I love just send Marquise Brown fifty yards down the field every play, and if they happen to blow coverage one time, throw him the ball. Right, right. But like if you had somebody who can run those underneath, who those. could be a number one, so that Mark Andrews could kind of worry about being a safety valve, worry to worry about running the seam every once in a while without having three guys on him, right? Yeah. Like you could really tap into something special with a wide receiver. And I just talked myself into Chris Olave. So and I'm do taking you think him. that's what you would do or the Ravens? What do you think the Ravens? I'm do? smarter than the Ravens. Therefore, they have to take Chris Olave. <laughs> no, I, I am sticking with Chris Olave. So then that does bring me to my next question is, why would you take Olave over Garrett Wilson? Yeah, I like Olave more. I always have. You know what's funny? I it's, thought that Olave was always better than Wilson. Right. I don't know why. And that's just from that's just straight up, like, not looking at any Ohio of the numbers. Yeah, it's straight up just like eye test. Yeah. I just thought that he was doing more. I'm going to be straight up with you. I like him a lot, too. I like him more than Garrett Wilson. And my reasoning is I love his name. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what about I think Garrett Wilson is the third. It was also eye testing, too. And Olave's biggest snack is after the catch. He's not as much of a, you know, anything. He's not good after the catch. Yeah. That's not what you need him for. You need him to catch the ball. Yeah. I like it. I, uh, yeah. I like Chris Olave. So – then I wish Jackson Smith and Jigba came out, though. Oh, true. Next up, pick 15, Philadelphia Eagles. This is after the trade. Which one? I can't remember. They made so many trades. From Dolphins. <laughs> this is from Miami? Yeah. Okay. Pick 15. I think here you got to go Devin Lloyd. Mm. He's still on the board, and he's one of the best players in this draft, I think. I like Devin Lloyd. I like that pick. Yeah. Uh as far as a defensive captain, I think Devin Lloyd is that guy. He can play the run. He can play the pass. He's a true three-down backer. He's old. Um, he's old, but he's smart. You say he's old just because he's a four-year starter? Yeah. Yeah. Happens. Yeah, I mean, he's just been in the league a while. Or, I mean, been in college for a while, right. which is fine. Like, yeah. I don't – I think in the NFL that can actually almost be beneficial – Right. Um, right, as opposed to in college, or I mean in, in the NBA, if somebody played all four years, it's almost like Bad don't touch him. they get drafted soon? Right. Yeah. Um, but I think he can almost be helpful in college. Um, I, I love Devin Lloyd, and that sucks because I hate Utah. But, yeah. like, dude, dude is a stud, yeah. and he did it all, right? I mean, he just – he. I always find myself gravitating toward the Tyron Matthew type. Yeah. Where when you look at Tyron Matthew's years at LSU – the highlight tape of that man is unbelievable. It's one of the greatest college highlight tapes ever. It's unbelievable. And the way that he just found himself. At the ball. Yeah, at the ball and making plays and causing turnovers. I feel that same thing with Devin Lloyd. I just yeah. feel like he's always on top of fumbles. He always is is catching tip passes. He's just always in the so right spot on top, so of, on top of leading the team in tackles. Yeah. Right? Like. He's just a stud, and, and he's a good pick, and he had a good combine. Um, I, 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 I like that. Yeah, I love Devin Lloyd. All right, I got the Saints at 16. I will take Garrett Wilson. 
I think I'm going to take Garrett Wilson. And I think it's because what we've talked about so many times on this pod, their defense single-handedly won them however many games they won last year. Nine? Ten? Yeah, their defense won them. I think it was like eight. (laughs) I think it was nine. They were not very good. They were flirting with the playoffs. Anyways, those wins came because of their defense. Because of their defense, solely. And I think that Their wide receiver corpse was one of the worst in the league. Was absolutely one of the worst in the league. And obviously you're missing Michael Thomas, who has the potential to – be, be the greatest player. wide receiver in the league, as we saw in that season that he had. But has he played a snap since? Like four? I think. I literally think he's played one game since that yeah. since that record breaking year. And now it's like And you don't know. You gotta you move have. on at some point. Yeah. Right? You have to have a backup plan. If he's not gonna play, you can't just wash another season down the drain. Especially when Alvin Kamara is as good as he is. And running backs primes don't last that long. They don't last that long. Um, especially where Alvin Kamara is a little bit undersized. And he's been doing everything. I I think that Jameis Winston is is still a good quarterback. I think he's fine. I don't think you take quarterback here. Um, you stay with Jameis Winston. You take Garrett Wilson. And even then, and hope that he just is a game changer. And if, if and I Michael think Thomas be. does come back, yeah, it's not going to hurt to have. Punch. Yeah, it's not going to have. Not going to hurt to have another weapon. Yeah, their wide receiver corpse was so bad that they need another receiver, even if Michael Thomas is healthy. Yeah, the only thing is, yeah, I mean, do they need offensive line? Yeah. Um, Which I'm certain that they do. Everybody always does. But, but hey, they pick at 18, too. Oh, yeah, that's great. They're right around the corner, so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, solid. Maybe next, I don't know. I really don't. It demoralizes me doing, like, the back half of the first round because none of those <laughs> picks are right. <laughs> just makes me sad, so I don't think we'll do that next I don't week. think any of the first-round picks are, or the first 15 picks are right either. Maybe so two. It's so hard, though. Dude, it's a crapshoot. This year, it's so hard. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I love doing mock drafts, though. Um, draft is amazing. Teams are starting some off-season workouts. I don't know exactly who's all started. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Off season stuff. It's never boring. But the draft is right around the corner, April twenty eighth, twenty ninth, something like that. And thirtieth. Nice. So stay tuned. And we're gonna keep bringing content to you every single week. I think next week we'll probably focus on uh some NBA playoff stuff. Mm-hmm. Do the playoffs start right away? I think the play-in tournament is this week, I think. Right. Yeah, so by the time we get to next round, that'll be perfect. Or next week, excuse me. Yeah, the full playoff should be set. Yeah, sweet. So, heating up, man. Never, never boring time here in the sports world. That's all we have today. Thanks for listening.